0: From the in and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica.
1: I need a little Derek Carr translation from Keeley in a moment, and we will get to your tweets about the biggest headache that you get, sports personality, sports team. For me, Kyrie, He's the, the sports personality who's given me the biggest headache right now. I, we get it, man. You don't want to get the vaccine. I think it's selfish. Fine. You're sticking by your convictions. But then your explanation is just complete word salad nonsense. You didn't tell us anything last night in your explanation other than uh, that, you know, big words. I, 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 and you don't want the Nets to be mad at you. Like That, that literally was how <laughs> all of that came off. And then with the Washington football team, Maybe it's slimy because they scheduled the Sean Taylor jersey retirement uh, with four days until the event's going to happen after a week of terrible press because of the emails, or they're just flat-out incompetent scheduling a jersey retirement four days before it happens and not months before, like every other sports organization in the history of competition has done. <laughs> but they give me a headache as well. Keeley Ferguson, I'm giving her a headache big time. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. But it's part of my channel i give headaches and people accept them and embrace them and love them it's a good a good headache to have mm. it makes you feel something does it <laughs> it makes you feel something not necessarily good i suppose
2: okay <laughs> it's like where's the nearest acetaminophen <laughs> thousand me, milligrams please.
1: somebody give me some pills please <laughs> keely on tv tonight wptv news channel 5 wflx fox 29 uh don't forget the uh ken Levick alive podcast it's free wherever you get your podcast subscribe to it it comes right to your device every single day and we're going to be playing some bud light brown distributing weekend warriors uh, in about 15 minutes time or so uh so Let's go to Twitter real quick. Which sports personality or team causes you the biggest headache? Uh, Finhead tweets every team in Miami not named the Heat. Dolphins, (laughs) that's a big headache. Yeah. Marlins, they're just sort of there. It's like the sometimes when you're stressed out, that little pain you get in your temple, it's not enough to like debilitate you, but it's enough for you to like just be like, this is annoying. That's the Marlins. Yeah. That's definitely the Marlins. And. But the Panthers, I feel like the Panthers bring some joy. Once they get into the playoffs, then it's a headache. But I'm excited about the Panthers starting tonight. Want to give us a Panthers breakdown, Keeley? You give us one.
2: Because the reason that person was talking about that, they did not mean the Panthers. <laughs> no shade to Panthers fans. But this, this <laughs> they did ain't, not need the
1: Panthers. This ain't hockey country. Uh uh-uh. That's true. It's now, not. Here's, let me just give you an insight on what I did right there, okay? So when I'm trying to go through the South Florida teams – I I don't like when people send me angry tweets. And I know, because hockey fans are a passionate, mm-hmm. irrational bunch. And <laughs> if I didn't mention the Panthers, they were going to be angry tweets. Because mm. they never, ever, ever complain about me not talking about the Panthers but what they do if I mention the Panthers and I say something bad about them or say something incorrect about them that's when the tweets come
2: well I can get that because it's like you never show me any any love and then when you do talk about me it's to criticize me I can get that
1: well not even criticize but say I pronounce a name a long Russian name wrong
2: now listen you got to get your Russian names together
1: I'm not good with
2: Russian names, though, either.
1: Uh, I I don't even (laughs) think Russians are good with Russian names, actually. Uh, Jensen Jennings says that Tom Brady gives him the biggest headache. See, I'm over that. I was thinking
2: about him, too.
1: I'm over Tom Brady giving me a headache, though. I've embraced him now. I just appreciate him.
2: You know why Tom Brady is giving me a headache, particularly leading into the Patriots game? Tom Brady reminds me of that kid whose parents sheltered them, and then they got to college and got wild. And it's like... I couldn't talk when I was in New England. And now I'm just going to yeah. tell you everything.
1: Or it's like the pastor's daughter. <laughs> I like that <laughs> example a little bit more. So uh, the reason I like that example, though, is I. Um,
2: Did you date a pastor's daughter or something? No.
1: Like? So here's what happened. I, I moved to Madison after college. Madison, <sighs> Wisconsin uh, made me realize if I went to the University of Wisconsin, I would have failed out in 30 seconds. I mean, it would have been it. Uh, but I met a, um, a, a Mormon girl uh-huh. who had fallen off the wagon. And let me tell you, she was awesome. (laughs) Like all of the like suppressed, like um, maturing anxiety that she was never able to, to like vent throughout high school and college because Uh she had like standards and morals. Once she lost the morals, I mean, she was, I mean, it was awesome. It was awesome.
2: I feel like this conversation can go left real fast, so I'm just going to say nothing and laugh.
1: It was good. I'm just saying. Yes, I'm sure. It was a good year in the life of uh, of Ken LaVica. and I think for her too, but definitely for Ken Levick. Uh Steve <laughs> Thomas tweets that uh, biggest headache sports personality is Ken Lavicka. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Appreciate that. Aww. I get it. Somebody's going to
2: need to give Ken a hug. After. Ken, I feel like you should have a professional hugger. After the show, I feel like you, you will need the hug.
1: I kind of, <laughs> i like, uh, like just consolation. Like yeah. uh, get done like, and so, someone to just like rub my back. I don't even need like a full hug. I just need a little back rub and then I'm good. Not like a, even a, uh, like a massage, just like a, Hey pal, that was okay. You did all right. Like just an encouragement, a <laughs> pick me up, if you will.
2: So not a full hug. Just a, No,
1: I don't need a full a hug. Pat on the back. Yeah. A pat on the back. We're still in COVID times. It would have to exactly. be a masked hug. I like to be careful. Uh, so I uh, I I want to get to Derek Carr and Gruden, uh, but I want to do that right after we talk with Pat Lawler of Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys because Pat is our sports agent and sports law insider. And oh yeah, some things happened this week that probably pertain to sports agents and sports insiders as well. And so this is a good time for him to join us. And uh, again. It is Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Go to wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Pat, an NFL agent for over 20 years, he represented players like Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, and has spent the last five years as an adjunct professor teaching sports law in the FAU MBA sport management program under dr jim reardon so uh there there's no one better to talk to about this and he joins us every week here on kemlevic alive uh pat it has been busy you've been observing all of this and i suppose as we decide where to start uh let's open with this uh the significance of john gruden resigning over being fired is what
0: Uh, It depends, to be honest with you. Usually when you resign, you give up a lot of your rights to your your money because you're in in the public terms, you're almost giving up the ability to challenge it. You said, uh, I was wrong, I'm getting out. A lot of people think it's pride that I resign versus getting fired, but getting fired could uh, have an issue which happened. I go over cases in my class dealing with Polini at FAU, Jim Levitt at USF, and Mm -hmm. a coach is fired. They have a much better basis for seeking legal action for unpaid uh, um, salary and other benefits.
1: So this potentially could work in the Raiders' favor when it comes to any additional uh, money that they would have to pay John Gruden. That makes sense. Uh, Is there any legal recourse, you think, with Gruden uh, that he can take after being caught up in an investigation that wasn't actually focused on him, or is he just going to have to eat this?
0: Collateral damage, my friend. Yeah. Like I tell my clients, if you're going to put out emails, text, social medias, file will fly a plane with it down a1a, and on the beach because it could come back and bite you in the bottom, and yeah. that's what happened. It's public. In this case, yeah, it's private, but it's sent to the NFL team with Allen, and they have a contract and agreement with the NFL, and that it's no longer private, and that if they do an investigation, any communication with anybody, they lose that uh, sense of privacy. So Gruden really doesn't have any legal, uh, in my opinion, any legal recourse for. Those emails coming out.
1: The point you just made that I that I talked about yesterday, the fact that John Gruden is sending these emails to someone who is using his team account. He's a team president and his team email account is forget the offensive nature of the emails for a moment. That's just dumb. That's just really, really stupid and uh, lacks any sort of, uh, of common sense. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Check them out online, wanttolawyerup.com. Decades of trial experience. They're getting you the compensation you deserve for all personal injury matters. That's wanttolawyerup.com. And again, long-time NFL agent and NFL agent insider, sports agent insider, sports law insider, Pat Lawler with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Let's switch gears to the Nets and to Kyrie Irving. The Nets trying to recoup money from Kyrie. How big a battle is this going to become? Is it going to depend on how long uh, this holdout, or whatever we want to call it, is from Kyrie Irving?
0: Uh, I think it's going to be a battle for sure. This is where the union steps in, uh, and it does depend on how long it's going to take and the amount of money involved. Once the season gets started, it also comes down to success. I mean, this is where the teammates start to grumble. They start to get upset. You know, in that, uh, you know, obviously these agreements between the player and the team have the requirements that when the team requests that they do something and they don't do it, it could be seen as quote, insubordination. But this is such a unique thing, Ken, because it's a requirement dictated by the state of New York and the city yeah. uh, that he be vaccinated to play at the arena. So it, it deals with some things of first impression that nobody's ever seen. So it's going to be interesting. And as we know, Kyrie as a very strong individual will. So this is going to be a battle.
1: And here's the tough part about that. There's only 19 players not vaccinated now in the NBA. Kyrie very much is on an island with this. So when the NBA Players Association is trying to represent him in the the best way they see fit, that's going to end up, it feels like, not being maybe as strong a defense as he would get in another business matter because they've really sort of bought into the NBA proposal. This was a joint agreement that was come to.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. He, he, is, he is almost going solo, and it, it comes down to, Ken, it's two things. One, all the other players want you to be vaccinated because of the essence of the sport. I mean, if there's any sport where you're sweating all over each mm-hmm. other, besides maybe MMA... Uh, this is one of them. And you get a, a breakout or in any type of COVID, games are shut down, people lose money, and they start pointing the finger. And, and uh, that's why they did this. I think it's a smart thing. And uh, these players are going to continue to hold out at their own detriment. And I agree, the PA might not be as aggressive as they would have been if all the players were behind it.
1: Uh, so you're in Rock Nation, you're representing Kyrie Irving. What are your communications like with him right now? You obviously want to support him, but but how do you navigate through this?
0: Well, you do two or three things. One, obviously you talk about the money involved. Two, you talk about what is the success rate. I would be in constant contact with the union on how aggressive they are going to be. And then, you know, obviously he's a high-profile guy, and, and agents make money off their players, and they don't want to lose them. So you want to support him, but you're supporting him in a position which all the other players don't agree with. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where it's a really rock nation. You know, they've got a, a walk a fine line, and, and the uniqueness of Kyrie even makes it worse.
1: Uh, by the way, a very pertinent question. Uh, do do I do I give headaches regularly? Someone says that I'm their biggest source of sports-related headaches. Uh, how do you consume that, Pat?
0: Uh, they need to take some Tylenol. Yeah. Uh, I think you. <laughs> I don't know where uh, they must be prone to easy headaches because you're addressing the issues out there. And you're one of the best sports commentators I've ever heard. I told you that many times.
1: Pat. You are the man. And see, that's a pick-me-up. That's what I needed. That was sort of the hug that Keeley was was saying that I needed after every show. So I appreciate you that, do. Pat. Yeah. Uh, Pat. No worries. Awesome stuff as always. And again, there's a reason as our sports agent insider and our sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive, he just knows what the hell he's talking about. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, free consultation, wanttolawyerup.com. Pat, we'll talk to you next week, okay?
0: All right, Ken. Guys, be good.
1: All right. That's Pat Lawlor again, Lawlor & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Free consultation dot wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Decades of trial experience at Lawlor & Associates, slip and fall, uh, automobile accident. Motorcycle accident, boating accident, he wants to get you what you deserve. His whole staff wants to get you what you deserve. Go to wanttolawyerup.com. All right, Keeley, it's uh, it's translation time because I think I may have taken this the wrong way and maybe I'm being too harsh on Derek Carr, who met with the media yesterday. And so I, I texted, just a, a little peek behind the curtain here. I texted Keely this morning and I texted her, is Gruden a victim? And... The response I got from Keeley suggested to me that Keeley thought I thought John Gruden was a victim because there seemed there was a little bit of an edge to the response that <laughs> Keeley gave me. Like it you was.
2: Got, why? Wait, wait a minute, and that was not what I said. What, say, what was yeah. my response? Let's say, you hold see, on, how, you right see right how the media gets the story wrong, Joe? <laughs> you see, because that was not what I said. What
1: oh, did I say? here we go. Is Gruden a victim? That was my tweet, uh-huh. and you replied. Of. Okay. So that seems like Captain Competent. Is that a little bit of an edge, like, of? And the reason I, I texted you that is because... That's
2: edge. That was a
1: neutral question. Because
2: <laughs> I'm like, a victim of what? I mean, you a victim of cancel culture? Mm. A victim of, um, is it is I'm, it false what he's saying? Is he wrongfully accused of being a racist or a misogynist? Or is he... Did he make some racist and misogynistic and homophobic quotes? But does that mean that's who he is? Like, what are you asking me yeah. to be a victim
1: of? Yeah, you know what? Now that you would put it that way, you're right. There wasn't that much edge to it. I just took it that way. That you probably sure says did. something about me. Uh, <laughs> but but I I asked that question because I had just read I'd read Derek Carr's comments from yesterday mm-hmm. about the NFL opening up emails. Mm-hmm. Of everybody, every executive. I want to I want to listen to Derek Carr from yesterday. And to me, my initial reading of these quotes, I'm like, you know what? I think Derek Carr is, yeah, my coach did something bad, but so many other people do it. Trying to make John Gruden feel like, or make him out to be a bit of a victim in <laughs> a situation where this is a Wide problem in the NFL. So why just pick on John? Because we mm-hmm. tend to, this person did something crappy, but what about this person who did something crappy? What about him? Like do, people call it, we yes. We love to mm-hmm. do the what about him. Mm-hmm. But I want you to listen to Derek Carr. And my initial thought was he's trying to make John Gruden out to be a victim. Don't get me wrong. I, I love the man, right? Um, you know, and uh, you know, I hate. You know, uh, you know, you hate you hate the sin, you know, like for me, you hate for anybody. No one's perfect. You know, if we just started opening up everybody's private emails and texts, you know, people would start sweating a little bit. You see what I'm saying? Um, hopefully, hopefully not too many, you know, uh, but maybe that's what they should do for all coaches and VMs and owners from now on is open up. You got to open up everything, you know, see what happens. So I listened to it a couple of times when I got in. Mm -hmm. My initial thought that he was trying to make John Gruden not to be a victim because a lot of other people do it, but what about is him? After listening to it, maybe I was wrong about it and maybe he's speaking to this is a a deep seated problem that we need to continue to dig into and not necessarily focusing it completely on John Gruden being singled out Mm -hmm. as one of those people. How did you consume that?
2: I, I I mean, I have so many thoughts. I was talking to uh, your good friend and, and mine. Well, he's just my producer. We're not really friends. Brian Bentf, Love and Rowitz. <laughs> wow. I'm just like, we are friends. We are friends. Wow. No, we are friends. I love Brian. I really do. And And when he and I have these conversations, if you listen to us, I sound more like a conservative and he sounds more like a liberal. I'm not saying I'm a conservative, but I ask questions because some things just kind of start to not make sense to me mm-hmm. because it's like, Okay, this was seven years worth of emails and you found four. Does that speak to who he is or who he, or who he was? Does that speak to something he said in the moment? Or does that speak to his entire character? I don't know. Because, because I will say this. I hate when people go, I don't have a racist bone in my body. Cut it out. Oh, yes, that's yes, such yes, nonsense. Yes, you do. I don't know why people say that. Just because yeah. you don't go into into crowded rooms yelling the N-word doesn't, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> doesn't make right. you not a racist. Yeah. But I will say, I, I don't, I'm not saying he shouldn't lose his job. Well, I don't even know if people should lose their jobs. I think people should take a time out. For some time, but it, but you have to explain why to me, because all you're doing, because you're sending a message that that language won't be tolerated, mm-hmm. but people still think that way, and people will still say that, they're just more careful about where
1: they say it. They just won't oh, yeah. do
2: it on public emails or on text messages, yeah. but they'll say it at their kitchen table. So, have you really changed that? Yeah,
1: what we were saying Tuesday, uh, Dean and I were saying Tuesday, e- e- John Gruden's a perfect example of being one way publicly, and then when you think no one's watching or listening except your inner circle, you talk another way and you act another way.
2: But most people do that, people in general. Do you know how much crap a lot of black people talk about white people? A lot. Pe- people do it on stages. People yeah. And I had never heard the C word that rhymes with lacquer so many times until I moved to Florida. <laughs> I was like, who? People really talk like people use that word? That's not a word I use, but people use that word. Or if you remember, because um, I don't know what is a slur and what isn't, so I won't say the words. But if you remember, now granted the show was in the 70s, but George Jefferson used to call Tom Willis the H word that rhymes with donkey all the time.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But you know what? White people don't care. And so I would like for us as more marginalized communities to get to a point where we don't care what some random, almost 60-year-old white dude from the Midwest said in an email in 2011 about another dude. So what he said about DeMora Smith ain't got nothing to do with me. What does it have to do with me? And what I mean, does it, it have to do car- with you,
1: Randy Moss? It's a cartoonish generalization, almost laughable in how aged that type of trope is. Like, I- I'm not saying it's right, but I'm not going to cry about that. No, but if the Raiders think that uh, this is bad and this isn't going to play well in the locker room and this isn't going to play well to the fan base, they have every damn right to say, hey, uh, dude, later. I
2: get that. And I get that. And if we want to talk about we think this person is bad for our locker room, we can have that conversation. Mm -hmm. If we want to talk about this person should be banned from all places in society, like this is a cultural thing. I don't know if that's a cultural thing that he was doing. I don't know. And that's just me asking questions. I just don't. Sometimes when people start crying on TV, I don't. I'm like, what? What, yeah. does, what does that have to do I see what with what happened to you yeah. in high school? And clearly you're not that affected by it because yeah. the partners you choose look a lot like John
1: Green. Maybe it's someone you felt was one way and then they're completely different based on the language they're using and that's disappointing to you. But I agree. There was some performance art that has gone on over the last couple of days where it's like, guys, like, come on.
2: But again, what would he think about the stuff you probably say? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, listen, I...
1: I, I like I'm a, saying,
2: Are you fly? Or, or is the N-word flying around at your house? That's a different story. We can't be cool.
1: Right, <laughs> right, 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 right.
2: But if something and you said... And by the way, said, it's not.
1: I just want to be abundantly clear, okay? Okay? It <laughs> um, does not.
2: But if something you said in, in an email that was dumb, now if we want to talk about how dumb you are, hey, we can have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But if something you said in an email about somebody else... But that's not. But that's not your everyday interaction with other people that yeah. look like that. So what does that? What does that say? Did you reach for the low hanging fruit? Did you feel like this is what I want to pick? Did you feel like? And w- at what point do you say somebody has a big nose or big ears or big, And that's okay. I don't know. And I'm not saying it was right what he did. I'm
1: just trying to figure out where are we? I don't know where we are anymore. By the way, as a white guy, <laughs> I can say it. The C word she was talking about is cracker. <laughs> And I well, think see, I don't funny. know. I don't know what the FCC
2: says you can and can't say. So I say, I just say what it rhymes with.
1: Cracker. <laughs> Keely Ferguson, WPTV <laughs> News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. Hey, we're going to play a game. We're going to play a game. Good God, are we late? We're going to play a game. Sorry, Captain Competent. I'll eat this, okay? But I want to make sure that we get this done correctly. Bud Light, Brown Distributing, Weekend Warriors. I'll give the number. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll roll through these. It's a kicker edition. We're getting crazy. Your chance to win a $100 gift card, Bud Light You can just put it in your belly, okay? $100 gift card, Weekend Warriors. It's our version of fantasy. We're doing kickers, we're picking kickers you select a kicker of the five i give the highest projected kickers in fantasy this nfl uh, weekend and we're gonna play next 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 get in quick because this fills up in a hurry eight 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 we're getting our contestants lined up for weekend warriors brought to you by bud light and brown distributing it's ken Laviga live on espn 106.3